It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cooperative Multiplayer, the official Fallout Game Zone podcast. And we are down two members today because, well, one it just had a baby girl. Uh, everything is okay. They should be out of the hospital by Monday. Daniel says uh, he's working right now, possibly listening live at this moment. Poor guy, but at least he gets to be there. When uh, his daughter comes home and, you know, help out the wife and all that stuff. So, you know, that that's important as well. And we're without Robert because I think in between the hour that it took for the Panthers to eventually get demolished by the Seahawks, he is weeping somewhere and went to sleep or maybe uh, he just didn't, you know... Who knows? Feel like doing this after his team lost. I got to deal with my team playing tomorrow, and I don't even get to watch the game because I got to be at work. So I'll be biting my nails the whole time. So uh, yeah, but at least I have uh, Mr. Mark Morrison here with me to make this at least a little entertaining. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm holding on the fort. Yes, thank you so much. Because. <laughs> <laughs> This would not be good if I was doing this with no one here. So, well, anything uh, 
interesting go on with you? Played some games. Those are pretty fun. Well, I guess since uh, you mentioned it, what have you been playing? I finally finished Dragon Age after about 85 hours. Damn. Yeah. 85 hours, huh? Yeah, well, I did, I did like every side content I could. Like every one. Dang. That's a well, lot of freaking side content, I imagine. Yeah. Started playing uh, a few other games. Uh, Freedom Planet, which is like some Sonic the Hedgehog knockoff, but it's really good. Uh, Emergency 5, which is some European RTS game that's insane. And finally, and I finished Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. Took me about an hour. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, I'm also playing uh, Resident Evil HD, that remake. Are you doing that for the review? Yeah, it's under embargo right now. Uh, it's lifted on Monday. I won't finish it by then. But the only thing I'll say about it is that the scariest part of that game is how much I can remember from playing it 20 years ago, like the first Resident Evil. Like, it's oh, like, here's here's the armor key, or here's where the dogs come out of the windows. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, at least they faithfully recreated it. Yeah. And it's good. Well, that's... Always a nice thing that it's good. Uh, I wound up finishing Funk of Titans in like three hours uh, after we did the podcast on like Sunday morning. It wasn't a very long game. It just... uh, I'll have my review probably pretty shortly written. Probably not tomorrow, but Monday for sure at some point. I'll have it done and then submitted for Tuesday. Um... It's just pretty basic. You know, they don't do anything out. So, yeah, it for being the first ID on Xbox game for the year, um, it kind of just sets an average tone. I felt like they could have done a lot more. It doesn't do anything terrible. I never had a problem really getting to the levels except for when there's certain parts where if you get, you know, you jump and you miss, and it'll knock you back, uh, and you get, like, one more life before you get... Uh, you know, it ends the, the, the level for you. You have to start again. And sometimes it'll knock you back into another, uh, you know, hazard or whatever, and you die. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you like platformers and you have $9 to waste, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing. But it just, you know, even the bosses are, like, all done through quick time events. And it's kind of like, you're going to have three bosses in the game. You're not even going to have... The, the themes of the worlds are... Uh, you know, you don't have like it. It just seems like there was a lot that 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 was missing that could have made it something that stands out, and then it, instead it's something just kind of average. So I'll just leave it at that. That um, was two uh, D or three D. Oh well, sorry, it's three D. But that really yeah. reminds me of a game called Marlow Briggs on Steam. It was like a like black exploitation God of War ripoff game. That's what I heard. I remember it being on 360 or something, too. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel is in the chat. So, I guess he'll get to chime in uh, 
whenever he can. Someone woke up. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if uh, Robert will wake up to wind up being on, but uh, you know, if he doesn't, it's that that guy works hard and goes through a lot. So you know. Uh, that being said, I did. Uh, you know, Steam had a sale or had a few sales going on, and I picked up a Saturday morning RPG for like a dollar forty. And they're supposed to give you an episode. It's like an episodic thing. Uh, episode five is going to come in for free at some point. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's like this. Uh, basically, if you lived in the eighties. And you watch a bunch of cartoons in the 80s. Uh, it'll be fun for you because, um, you know, you kind of, you're battling lizard men at first. And I, I didn't get too far into it, but it was fun for me. It's like has all these, it looks like it could have been uh, done in somebody's, uh, you know, notebook or something. But it's it's well done. Like the powers are funny. Like one of the attacks is uh, Michael Jackson's glove. And he does the whole, like putting his fist out without looking and it's funny and uh, another one is like a disc that well you can shoot at, at the things and it's yeah I mean it's an old school RPG it's turn based and you know it's turn by turn and um, you get to see whether the, the person is going to attack you or you're not or you're going to attack first it's you know you like RPGs and like 80's cartoons for a dollar forty it's not, not bad I also got the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing like franchise pack that they had for like fourteen dollars. That's a pretty good game. I went through a little bit of the first one so far. I'm liking it. You know, if you don't know what it is, it's basically like a Diablo uh, torchlight. It's a clone. clone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they actually only had one character to start. You have to get the two DLC packs to get the uh, what would be your magic character and which is called the Thurbiturge, and the other guy, I forgot what he's supposed to be, but... I think I get Engineer. Oh, and yeah, it's uh, Arcane Engineer or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I have had fun with it. I, I died a few times, because you'll get... Uh, I had to figure out that I could actually control what happens with Katarina, and mess with her skill tree and stuff, and then when I figured that out, I, I didn't die anymore. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's a fun game. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I got to... I don't know how far I'm into it, but yeah. Uh, I heard two's even better than one, so... I really like the uh, look and sound of the first one. Like, I think... Like, it looks cheap, but it also kind of looks good. Yeah. I heard and the story's pretty decent. It's fine. I didn't like the ending at all. Like, I didn't... I was like... I think I finished it and was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> right. And, uh... Yeah, it's a good Diablo clone. I mean, if you like those, it's, it, has a, it has an online multiplayer, which is pretty cool. But the mat, the only problem with that game that I saw was, like, it's really difficult. It, like, it has some, like, really weird difficulty spikes. Oh, yeah? Just... Like, and some of the levels are, like, they start, like, chainsforming. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but do you see how all the enemies, like, group together? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like, noticed all, that. Like, Every enemy you come across is like two or so up to two to five enemies in one group, and certain you'll run into situations where like one enemy will like run up like run past another group and it'll bring that group and 
start facing like four or five groups of like 25 enemies at a time and it's like god help me <laughs> yeah cause no matter how leveled your character is you're not gonna be able to fight like 30 creatures at once and they all seem to have like high health bars at some point you know yeah it's just okay alright <laughs> I guess I'll just pay money to respawn here and try again uh, I think that's about I mean still trying to get through Pokemon so I can review that as well um, so you know it is what it is with that I, it's Ruby and Sapphire just well done once again with Pokemon X improvements and it has its own improvements so um, I, that deck snap thing I can't speak more highly of it it just makes it so much more it makes me want to catch the pokemon because now i want to fill up every time i go through a different a different route or a different town or whatever it'll give you this little gold uh icon when you've caught all the pokemon in that area so it kind of makes me want to go through every area and catch all the pokemon that are there and it's like all right go start that one let's go on um something that probably didn't i i haven't wanted to do since pokemon the originals so Good on Nintendo for doing that. I watched one of the uh, speedrun videos of someone playing Pokemon. I think it might have been it was one of the original, like red or blue. Yeah. And he, he beat it in like 20 minutes. Really? He did like some like weird buffer underflow trick where like he got his, his inventory to negative one and that like screwed the game up and he like went into a building, used an item, and he walked out of the building and he ended up in like the end, like the end screen of the game. Wow! <laughs> you finish it in like twenty-four minutes. I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I don't know if that really shows you have proficiency in the game or whatever. You just use some kind of way to get from the beginning to the end really quick. <laughs> I should talk about uh, Emergency Five real quick. It's a weird, weird European game. It's an RTS game, but you're playing as like emergency workers. So it's like. You have to go, you have to, like, send out the fire truck to battle the fire. And it's, like, all in, and it's all in German, and it doesn't run that well, but it looks really good. <laughs> doesn't run that well, but it looks pretty good. <laughs> well, I think, like, the graphic, like, it actually is a very nice-looking game, but, like, I it originally ran, like, real garbage, and apparently they made a few patches that made it run a little better, but... Yeah. It still doesn't run, like, that great, and I'm having problems with the interface where one of the missions was, like, uh, this train is going to explode, Use uh, direct your cops to use microphones to get the crowd away, and it clicked on the microphones, it didn't do anything, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> Bro, I was like, what? Come on, you're supposed to do something, right? Like, you start wondering if there's something wrong with your computer at that point. Yeah. I did get to play Transistor for a little bit. What do um, you think? I, I like that game. It's a bit weird. It's weird to get used to. Like, you know, the whole... You have a, you have to stop it and plan your move. Yeah, the like, pause time element. And then getting to figure out which uh, attacks you want to use in, in, in sequence or whatever. I think it's cool. It like provides its own strategy. And it's, you know, an action jar. Every day... We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. RPG at the same time. And then, you know, you can level up the attacks that you get, which I ended up losing one of the attacks because I got hit too many times or something. It'll come back. Yeah. But, and the story's weird. That guy talking gets annoying. But it's just like Bastion. That yeah, guy always talked guy. to Bastion. <laughs> um, so you you get kind of used to it. Uh, that being said, because uh, Savin said that they've sold 600,000 units of Transistor, and it actually sold faster than Bastion for the first couple months. So uh, Yeah, it's a great game. I just wish I could have finished it in PC, but the save problems I have had were just like too annoying for me to deal with. Yeah, I imagine so. Just having to... Did you have to repeat a lot of the same... Well, I think I, the last time I played it, I loaded it up, and did you get to that one, like, I guess, like, challenge room area? Yeah. Like, a beach? Like, I loaded into that area, and, like, there was one room open, and I was like, the last time I played this game, there was about eight rooms open, and I finished about six of them. So what happened? <laughs> Oh, crap. That sucks. Yeah, I had that happen with almost all my games with my 360s. Hard drives decided to freak out one day, so I lost all of my saves. Had to redo everything. I had that happen with The Walking Dead Season 1. Yep. I finished, like, Episode 4, and I, I, I made the switch to, like, Windows 8 before it came out, and loaded up Episode 5, and it wiped my save. It's like, great. Oh, thanks. That really sucks. Because <laughs> there's no way to just transport into episode five. You got to do it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have started from there, but like the whole point of the game was your choices carrying through. So, right. I think I, I, I had an old save from like the end of episode two. So I was like, well, I guess I'll load that back up and try to remember what I did. <laughs> I'm having to redo that again. I think. Yeah. I, just got through episode one of that, just so I can when I play season two because I only went through episode one of season two. All that stuff will count or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, CES 2015 happened this week. There is a lot of stuff that kind of came out of it that affects gaming and something that could, in earnest, start the whole cord cutting deal as far as getting a la carte TV um, and it's actually one of the uh, places it's coming to is Xbox One it's called Sling TV, Dish Network announced it uh, right now they only have I think 12 channels that are going to be included, it's going to be $20 a month for ESPN, ESPN2, TNT TBS, Food Network, HDTV Travel Channel, Adult Swim Cartoon Network, Disney Channel ABC, Family and CNN 
uh, for 20 bucks a month. They are going to, um, it's going to come out in the first quarter of the year. Uh, you know, it'll be on Amazon Fire TV, certain smart TVs, Roku, iOS, Android, Mac, and PC. Uh, you get a free month-long trial if you have uh, Xbox Live Gold. So you can try it out and don't have to pay the money if you're somebody doesn't have cable. Uh, and also they're going to add add-on packs for extra $5. Right now they have a Kids Extra package that's going to have Disney Junior and Disney XD, Boomerang baby tv and then like news and info that has like hln and the cooking channel and bloomberg and all that stuff and they're going to add a sports package apparently but they're trying to figure out which channels are going to be on that i mean we've seen stuff kind of like this before and it doesn't work but i think this is the first one and then you know playstation announced their views coming around the same time uh, for PS4 and PS3, they're a cloud-based TV service. Um, they haven't introduced the subscription model yet, but they have a few channels that are or companies that are going to be on it. You think this stuff's going to succeed? I I hope it does. I don't. I pay for like I pay like forty bucks for cable, and I hate it. If I could like, I'd rather just pay like twenty bucks for. The- 15 channels I would watch than 40 bucks for like the 40 channels I don't care about at all. Yeah, I don't even know because all my stuff's bundled in exactly how much I'm actually paying for the TV by itself. But, you know, I'm sure with Comcast I'm paying a lot that I'm not thinking about. Well, I, think I have my, like the third tier, I think. Yeah, my cable is probably about 30 bucks. My internet's about 60. So, ah. like, it's $90 bill isn't that much. But it's my most expensive bill that's not rent. And if I didn't have to get cable, like, TV, I wouldn't. But I have a roommate, and he kind of wants it, so... Right, same here. Cable, you know, Comcast... Uh, that, that, that bill is the most expensive bill I have besides rent. Agree with you there. Uh, even though Daniel kind of says that you would be paying more per network if you got all the extra stuff than you would just getting cable so that's probably what's going to wind up happening though is that when you start adding in all these extra little packages and say okay we're only charging you five dollars for this or five dollars for that when you turn around you're going to wind up paying the same as cable i think the only thing is you don't have all the taxes and the the little extra fees that the cable companies will charge you for this or for that or for you know oh we had to Make sure the line works. Here's five extra dollars you got to pay. We got to, you know. <laughs> I'm really, cra- I'm really thinking about buying my own cable modem soon. Making that switch. How much does that cost you? The one I want is like one thirty. Eh, not bad. So it'd be like for the year. I mean, my modem itself right now is really nice, but it's still ten dollars more on a cable bill that you know. Yeah, exactly. Why have it? <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, we'll have to see how these work. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that it uh, it works out for them. Apparently, the Sling TV also has like a. It's going to give you a three day like on demand type thing for these channels of what aired on that day. I think is it, what they're trying to explain. It would be really interesting if they had basically like a basic and pro version of that service where. The basic was just the normal feed of like TNT, 
but the pro version would be like TNT without commercials. That would be cool, but I think the problem is part of it is that they want advertisers to be able to go on there and pay for some of the cost of this stuff. So Sure. I just, uh, that's, that's the one thing that really killed Hulu Plus for me. It does get a bit annoying watching stuff on Hulu Plus because they they went from having one commercial to two commercials and it's like some shows is like four or five commercials. It's like, it's, really? It's like, you're, it's like you're just watching it on TV at that point. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, you know, I, I wish they would at least either give me more divvy-ups of commercials or something because sometimes like just watching five commercials in a row is worse than just telling me I'm going to have to watch two more sets of commercials somewhere else. Just You know, I don't... Eh. But that's why I watch almost everything later, anyway, on DVR or whatever, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping it works out, because there's a lot of people who don't want to have to deal with cable or whatever, but they're they're gonna have to come up with a package that makes it to where significantly you're paying less than cable, or you know it may not turn out the greatest in the long run. And we'll have yeah. to see exactly how successful it is because it will only determine how many more channels they're gonna get eventually, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we did uh, Sony announced more stuff though. Um, they announced that PS Now will finally be having a subscription service. Uh, you can pay for it $20 a month or $45 for three months, which basically you get $5 off. Um, you get, starting this week on PS4, this upcoming week here, uh, you'll get instant access to 100 PS3 titles. Um, eventually it's going to get upgraded to have uh, future titles from other Sony platforms. So if that means you get PS1 and PS2 titles, I might really think about it whenever I get a PS4 because I don't really care about having PS3 games on demand right now. Uh, I'm much more interested in the games that are going to be much harder to find if they're going to charge you a buttload on eBay or Amazon like the PS2 or PS1 games. Uh, you can still go to a GameStop right now and get any PS3 game you want and probably still might be cheaper to go get that one game than pay for the service to pay play this game. Um, you know, apparently Sony promises that the thing's going to keep growing as it goes on. We knew this would eventually have to become a service for it to work. Um, do, do you think the price is fair, and do you think it is going to grow, or is this just going to not do anything? The biggest concern I would have is just the library. Like, I agree with you that I want PS2 and PS1 games on there. Like, every game that's on PSN right now, like PS3, like, Suikoden 2 or Suikoden 2 just got on, like, PSN, like, last week or two weeks ago or whatever. It's, like, I think 10 bucks. Like, that should be on there. And having PS3 games is cool, but, like you said, you can buy all those games where most people already have them. I mean... Granted, the PS4 isn't backwards compatible, but still. And I'd want older games. <laughs> and it being a service is fine if you just get the library up to spec. 
Well, and of course, also the making sure that it works, right? The the actual streaming works. And I, I read in places that apparently the streaming is no problem. It boots up fine. It plays fine. The problem is the graphical quality is you can notice it. It's bad. Well, that's the thing about like a PS2 or PS1 game. Also, it's like, well, it looks like crap. It's like, yeah, well, it always did. <laughs> or like, you're looking at it now. So what do you expect? <laughs> Well, it's not to I mean, if the PS3 games have some kind of quality that you can tell yeah. that it's bad, imagine you get PS2 and PS1 games that supposedly they said when they were thinking about having the emulator service, they would upgrade them to HD quality. But I don't think they're going to do that for PS now because they're not going to get the money back on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel brings up a good point of what happens if PSN goes down. Are you going to reimburse everybody that had PS Now for that time period that it's down if it's not more than a few hours? The ideal thing would be to have a service where you could download those games. You could start to be online to play them. Or maybe like do like, if PSN's down, figure out a way to like still make it work. But streaming all those games just doesn't, is not, doesn't work for a majority of like the infrast- like broadband infrastructure of the country, not to, not even to say the world. Like it just doesn't work. <laughs> well, right now that's only going to be in the U.S. But yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean even in the even, U.S. you still have yeah. problems with that. Yeah, that's the thing is most of the U.S. like some some cities are, some states are, but I would say a majority of the country still probably can't couldn't do this now anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, supposedly you only need five megabytes. Is it upload or download that you need to be able to run it? Probably download, but... I mean, but that doesn't guarantee anything, because everybody's... Internet varies, and if it has a hiccup, then what does that mean? Are you going to lose the game? And another thing that's interesting is what happens if, say, you... uh, Let's say you cancel your subscription... Do you lose your save in all those games that you played? I would think the saves are probably going to be sco- like stored on uh, your PS4 somewhere. I'd hope so. Because if you lose your save, just... Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because, you know, you decided to drop the service for a month or something because you couldn't afford it. Or your three months came up and you couldn't afford another three months, then that'd be pretty crappy. It'll be in like some like virtual memory card somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I worry about that kind of stuff. I worry about 
is, are they eventually going to just, uh, you know, can it handle, P, you know, what Daniel's saying in the chat here? Can it handle what what happens when, you know, you're you're in a building and they're having like one person try to try it at CES or whatever at a time? What happens when you've got a bunch of people doing it all over the United States? Is it going to be able to handle that? The server rack explodes somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big deal. I mean. I'm hoping it works. I want to see it work because it's only going to make Nintendo and Microsoft take notice, especially Nintendo who stands to gain a lot and could probably have their own profitable service. I don't know about Microsoft possibly even caring that much about it because now that you have the Halo collection out uh, from the original Xbox, there's not that many games that would really justify having that. And then the 360, I mean... It is what it is. Well, that's what that's what, what what everyone wants intended to do is basically to turn like the virtual console into a storefront or a, not a storefront but like a streaming service where you go here's twenty bucks a month let me play every good NES game out there on this thing and they didn't do it with the Wii and they're probably not going to do it with the Wii U and who knows about the next system but you think they would get a clue. well I mean if they can't even give you one account where you can store I don't understand why you have to have two different sets of the game coming out for 3DS and for Wii U like the 3DS can run all those games the Wii U can run all those games I don't understand why it has to be this big old ordeal to have separate accounts with separate virtual console things for the two systems it's it's ridiculous to me but you know because it's Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. You know. I just wonder, too, if they really are going to deliver on that promise of giving you more stuff. Because if all we're going to do is get more and more PS3 games, I think it eventually will run its course and not be the most profitable thing. Because... I don't know that this really appeals to the casual gamer. This is for the hardcore gamer. This is for that gamer that picked up a PS4 and goes, I'm not going to go buy a PS3. Let me play these PS3 games. Or, you know, somebody that... Say you... uh, Let's say with Metal Gear Solid or something. You want to go back and play Metal Gear Solid 1 the way it was. You can do that all the way up to to four. I mean, I I just think that there's so much more for them to gain that way than it's only going to be a PS3 games, and the majority of them are going to be games you don't need to play anyway. Can could you really be charging people twenty dollars for that or fifteen dollars for that? I think it's you know. Yeah. <sighs> but I, I mean. Credit to them, right, to, for actually doing it. Uh, they didn't have to. They could have kept it the way it was. Um, you know, it, it like uh, Daniel points out, you know, even though I, I'm sure Sony will want to make all the remaster collections they can possibly make of God of War and Uncharted and Infamous and all that, they can go back and play those games if they want to. Uh you know, just cause you're going to have to deliver, Sony, because you're already having problems with the PSN going down quite often. You know, all it takes is one DDoS attack, and then you got a problem on your hands, you know. 
Uh, Sony did announce that they've sold now 18.5 million consoles worldwide of the PS4. So the numbers keep growing. They sold 4.1 million PS4s during the holiday season. Um, I'm re- I've read of certain reports that the Xbox One did beat PS4 in December because of the price drop. Yeah, that's not surprising. Or the bundles. Yeah, or the bundles. So, you know, the, the real test is going to be in January uh, when, you know, you've got Dying Light coming out, which is the first, I think, big AAA title coming. Um, you do have the Resident Evil HD remaster coming, too, uh, on the 20th, I think. Um, so, I mean, you've got a few games coming, and then in February... Somebody's going to strike first with the order. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what what things are going to be like in just a few months there. Uh, if Sony's going to be able to regain the monthly win victories or if Xbox has made their, their mark and people yeah. are going to keep buying. Uh, Sony did delay the PS4 in China. Uh Microsoft did it too with the Xbox One, so that's not surprising. It's the fact that Sony waited uh, so long to do it. They were supposed to release it this month. And in fact, they were supposed to release it in like, what, tomorrow, I think? <laughs> so, um, they waited a little bit long, but it's apparently a lot of issues in China going on right now with, with those systems. So, not surprising. Yeah, I mean, what, the, the, they just let them uh, have that embargo for the first time in, like, forever. So, well, eventually those systems will come out. Just who knows how much longer they got to wait. Uh, Destiny, once again, gets something leaked. Man, it's just like, they cannot keep things under wraps over there at Bungie, apparently. Um, this not only confirms that second expansion pack is coming... But there's possibly, you know, House of Wolves, it, that it might be coming March 10th. Not only that, but apparently there might be another full expansion called Comet, the Plague of Darkness, in September. Uh, that expansion is apparently supposed to have new subclasses, weapon types, PvP maps, story missions, and locales. Um, they, and they also could even have two smaller DLC packs called the Vex and Forge of Gods. That's all shown in that picture. Uh, is are, I mean, obviously, you know, this is an MMO. So, I mean, the more DLC, the more content you can have for your game, the better, I guess. But is it a little bit of too much? Or, I mean, do you think people are going to want to buy all these DLCs and expansions? I mean, is it really going to do anything for Destiny? We, we saw that the first one didn't seem to do a whole lot. Uh, I think, I, I don't know about Destiny's, like, season pass. It depends how much is actually in that, or how much is contained. But everything that, like, everything you just said about Destiny reminds me of Hellgate London. And that didn't end well. <laughs> Yeah, I think Activision has gotten too much money back from that that we won't. We will at least see a Destiny two before. Yeah, but like I know some people like love Destiny, but most people I know are just really neutral on it, or 
they go, I play it, but I don't have a lot of fun. <laughs> right, I've heard, you know, I've heard because of the matchmaking issues that I cannot believe you make an MMO without matchmaking for these raids that are the big important part of your game when you get to the end game. Uh, that, you know, it's really hard to find people to play with unless you just have people to play with that all bought the game on the same system. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's saying that he thinks those leaks are intentional at this point. <laughs> and that in less than 10 years we're going to get Destiny 2, but I wouldn't be surprised in less than 5 years we get a Destiny 2. I, I cannot possibly fathom... I think they're contractually obligated for 2016. Really? Already? Or maybe 2017, but I know they're they already have they're working in like Destiny 2 somewhere. Because there's like the Activision deals like been out there for a while. Like you guys owe us a Destiny two by this year. <laughs> well, that seems like Activision. And there's like talk about like how importing like characters will work in that game and like stuff like that. Well, they better have that, or you're gonna make the, all the progress everybody did uh, kind of useless. But you know, nothing was surprising with Activision at this point. Except in that, uh, that new Tony Hawk game. <laughs> oh, boy. I stopped caring about Tony Hawk after about, I think, like the second game. It was real. I cared about it pretty much. Like, I actually bought Project 8 and, like, liked it. But I like, read a news story about it, and they're like, they're announcing a new Tony Hawk game. And they had a trailer for, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD. And I was like, that's not the new game. <laughs> Like, I'm watching the trailer, and I was like, wait, these levels look really familiar. And then at the end, it was like, Pro Skater HD. I'm like, wait, you screwed up. <laughs> if you don't have a video for the new game, don't put a trailer for the old game in this new well, story. Well, he says it doesn't even have his name on it. It just has him in the game. It'll be Bam Margera's Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, with bicycles added. Yeah, I, uh, Isn't it? It'll be Riley Hawks for a skater now. The, 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 the torch has been passed. <laughs> is that his son? Yeah, his son is not a skater too, I think. Or Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, no offense to anybody that likes those games or anything. Just... Except for the last two. Yeah, just, I think at this point, might as well let it die. I'm surprised Tony Hawk's still, you know, doing stuff with that. I wouldn't mind another skate game. Like, that, that, was, that was actually a pretty decent series. True. Sony's also having uh, Planet Side 2 closed beta coming uh, sometime within the next week and a half. Uh, anybody that signed up for the when when they were having uh, where you could sign up, they're gonna do it in chronological order. Uh, so I guess stay tuned for your emails to to find out if you got in or not. It's only gonna be done in the U.S. though. So if for some reason you signed up outside of the U.S., it's gonna be a little bit difficult for you to, to play. But did you get to did Did you play Planet Side Two at all? I tried. This was when I uh, around when like I switched to Windows 8 for like a month, and the gamepad didn't work. Well, that sucks. 
That was unfortunate. And then I was like, screw it. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it's good. Hopefully the port is is good for Sony. They they need any game to work at this point that's not on an Xbox console already. They'll bring back PlayStation Home. Hey, well, according to them, PlayStation Home is profitable, so... <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know about it now, but uh, at some point it was. Uh, Japan apparently is seeing its lowest console hardware and software sales since 1990. Jeez. I know it had gone down for a while, but damn, since 1990. It's a problem of the Japanese market, like, not knowing how to handle these new systems that well. What do you mean by that? Well, like, look at Square, or look at Capcom. Like, Capcom is a great example. They have no clue how to, like, make games anymore, or make games that people care about. Like, look at, like, Resident Evil 6. Like, it was a bloated mess of an action game for a series that is supposed to be a horror game. (laughs) Well, they had been messing that up for a while since... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or made money, so that all of a sudden they needed, They felt the need to branch Resident Evil into two franchises. Yeah, but I just like I just mean like the big stalwart developer, like Japanese developers, like Capcom, Square, even like Namco and like Konami. Like they don't have the production of what they used to. And it's yeah, depressing. Like, games are more expensive, sure, but, like, they aren't even trying anymore. <laughs> well, and that's why they're having to go back to the whole, the way they used to do it, where there's certain games they release in Japan, certain games they release in the U.S., because it's like, you know, uh, I'm glad Bravely Default sold a million uh, units over here, because we probably wouldn't be getting Bravely Second if it didn't. Yeah, so. but, like, Square passed that over the first time. Like, Nintendo published that game. Yeah, probably because they felt like, well, yeah, you know, it, it seems like they've been trying so hard, every Japanese publisher has been trying so hard not to do stuff they used to do back in the day, where in fact, at this point, with a lot of people, we're getting to the point where we're seeing a lot of the same games, it might be a good idea to do some of the stuff you used to do back in the day. Well, that's why I like uh, Lost Odyssey for the 360. It's because it's a, like, traditional JRPG, and that's been about the last one that's came come out in the 360 in a long-ass while, and that game came out in, like, 2009 or 2010, and it's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, they had that and Blue Dragon and Infinite Discovery, and then it just kind of and like PS3 and PS4 are going to get more of that because it's more, like people care about Sony in Japan, but it's not to the extent of what it used to be. Oh, I totally agree. Just 
I wish there was something that would just... I mean, I think that's why, you know, Shovel Knight got beloved by a lot of people was because it brought back all the great memories we had of those platforming games and then made... took all the good things and then stripped out all the bad things. And you're like, oh, wow, I finally... I feel like I've got this perfect old-school platformer. I want to play this. Uh, You know, I just feel like a lot gets... They they want to keep they, they there's not a lot of innovation just a lot of we're gonna keep doing the same things for every game that does innovate you have five other clones of that game that just it's like one one game comes out we want we gotta make a clone of it we gotta do that until we run it in the ground or something or you have the Activisions that uh want to keep making the same game over and over just innovate here and there to make it seem like they're doing something you know just. Uh, that being said, uh, even uh, Swery, um, who made D4, which is one of the... You can get it for free if you have an Xbox One this month. Um, you should check it out, even if you don't have Kinect, which is it's kind of built to play with Kinect, but you can play with the controller. Um, it's really weird, but it's uh, different. So He says that developers need to not be afraid to develop with... Uh, different input devices like you know he built that around the connect he says we shouldn't worry so much about whether people have this connect or whether they they have this thing and just make a game based around it doesn't make sense economically obviously he's kind of living in a dream world but i i think i can see his point in that if you don't make gains for it then why is, nobody's going to have a reason to buy it either you well know? The thing about like swearing in particular is, is I'm going to go well. D4 and both De- and Deadly Premonition are D4 looks fine, but they're both bad looking games from a technical standpoint. But people like those games because they're creative visually, like the mannequin woman in D4, or like the dogs in Deadly Premonition. But people like people like those games because of the story and because of the characters. And most people, most developers don't even realize that anymore. They just care about like how how good does the game look, right? Or how how can we put multiplayer in it? Or you know, yeah. I I, I do wish you know because I want to get the connect for to be able to play Fantasia all the time, and then I look around, and I'm like. Okay, other than having the functions of being able to turn my my Xbox on with it and and maybe buy a dance game or something like that for the family, what else can I really use it for? And uh, I can kind of understand his point of well, you know, when this first the the thing first came out, you Xbox made it a point to make games for it, and then you know obviously sales made it to where nobody wanted to make games for it, so. It's kind of one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't deals. If you make a game and nobody buys it, then you waste your time. If you don't make games for it, then nobody's going to buy the peripheral. So. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, VR might run with the same problem. Of you know, they're going to make this big deal about VR, and then the games that come out for it aren't good, or we'll nobody get Mario buys Tennis the VR. Two. Do what? We'll get Mario Tennis Two. As long as it's not in black and red, and I'm not yeah. going to strain my eyes. <laughs> that being said, I, I think getting back to the, the the whole with the Japanese market. To be fair, these 
sales that are listed only include physical sales, and apparently digital sales are huge in Japan. Uh, it's a, it's, it even makes Square and Capcom and all these guys money just digitally uh, as opposed to physically. So uh, I think this is kind of weird that you would post all this and then not have a way to count the digital sales. But um, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was like number two most sold game in Japan. No surprise. Monster Hunter 4, Super Smash Brothers. Mario Kart 8, Dragon Quest Monsters 2, Curry Triple Deluxe, Smash Brothers Wii U. Um, all these games are pretty much 3DS and Vita. 3DS and Vita were the best-selling hardware systems, with PS4 coming in third. Um, Did they say where Xbox One is at? Yeah, it's it's shifted less than 50,000 for the entire year. It's at the bottom. I remember like watch, like seeing like photos of like when the Xbox One launched in Japan, like lines were empty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what do you expect? You don't have anything that wants to get the Japanese market out there. It's a bunch of games what? they don't care about. Call of Duty doesn't exact doesn't excite the Japanese market. <laughs> I, I guess not. You know? The 3DS sold three million, a little bit over three million. Uh, for the year, Vita sold a million something, and the PS4 got a little bit under a million, with a Wii U getting about six hundred thousand in Japan. So, even the PS3 outdid the Xbox One so, by a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. So that goes to show you what Japan thinks about the Xbox, but uh. Yeah, I mean, this is a surprise, right? They've been talking about how mobile and portable gaming has been dominating Japan for a long time. Uh, the Wii U is only like two games on this list, and the rest of them are 3DS games that are on that best-selling list. Um, so, you know, and about three of these games are the Yokai Watch series. So, I mean, you know, Japan gets games catered to them. Uh, they sell, and that's what you do, you know. Uh, I think uh, the positive sign is at least hopefully we'll get more of these Japanese games from over here because I enjoy selling them. It'd be nice to see them and not just to see them get stuck in Japan. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a game that who knows when the next one's going to come out, but Ubisoft has made it quick to try to get people to vote for what the next Far Cry setting is uh, for Far Cry 5. Uh, they gave out 11 different options here. Um, a Far Cry game set in Alaska. Um, a Far Cry game set in a futuristic sci-fi setting. Uh, Wasn't that Blood Dragon? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be Destiny or something? Uh, Far Cry in Vietnam War. Um, Far Cry 4 where you get to smuggle cocaine in Peru um, about Far Cry and Assassin's Creed <laughs> Far Cry where you get to fight against vampires um, a spaghetti western Far Cry a zombie outbreak Far Cry a sequel to Blood Dragon isn't like spaghetti western just like Call, Call of Juarez <laughs> yeah but you know 
It's I mean, Far Cry, so... I think they own Ubisoft... I think Ubisoft owns that series. <laughs> you get a Mad Max Far Cry, a Jurassic Park Far Cry, or a Shangri-La Far Cry is your last... Any of those, like, that you would really want? Caveman Far Cry. <laughs> I would like to see what they do with dinosaurs and you getting to shoot those in Far Cry. It'd be like Turok. Yeah, I mean, but it's better than how many zombie games we see all the time. Uh, you know, e- even sci-fi games to a certain point, but I think it'd be kind of cool to go back into the Jurassic Park type thing with that. I mean, I don't know how you would do side missions, but... The friendly raptor tells you to go hunt down the adults. <laughs> I mean, what, would there be people on this dinosaur thing? But no, it'll just be talking dinosaurs. The raptor wants you to go race, go on this ATV race. <laughs> Wonder how that would go over. <laughs> so, which dinosaur would you get to use to, like, you know, destroy the outposts and all? Brontosaurus. <laughs> yeah. Another Far Cry is fine, but like, I don't really think any of those settings really kind of. A, to me that much. What would appeal to you as a Far Cry? Maybe like a city. Just normal, like, normal-ass city. Wouldn't that be like GTA, though? Yeah. But hey, GTA's popular. <laughs> and it has better, like, Far Cry has better shooting than, like, GTA. At sure. least the first-person mode. Agree with you completely there. Yeah. And, well, you know, it has the auto-driving, so that makes it better than GTA's driving. <laughs> Not saying much. It'll be it'll be Far Cry Watch Dogs 2. Oh, Lord. It's not. I'll be surprised if we actually get a Watch Dogs 2. Oh, I... That's definitely coming. Oh, that really? Game, that, that game sold. I mean, it probably didn't, like be as big as they wanted, but it still made a profit. And I mean, I guess they could improve upon it, so that's why it's there. Well, I, I view that game as like Assassin's Creed 1. Like, it laid the laid the basic foundation, and now they can make Watch Dogs 2 good. Yeah, hopefully. And give, and give Aiden a, a jump button. <laughs> hopefully they really do that. And, well, that's kind of what Assassin's Creed Unity felt like, too. Assassin's Creed <laughs> but for the next generation which maybe is not a good thing yeah uh Goofy or Bill Farmer says that Kingdom Hearts 3 could be coming this year that's uh, funny Goofy good one <laughs> <laughs> he says that all the voice acting is done I can uh, believe him they, they probably recorded that shit five years ago Probably. Like, I I actually, like, that's a, probably a truthful statement on his part. Like, of course it's done. Hell, we're on Kingdom Hearts 7 now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had to really make sure they got all the Disney characters voiced for a long time. Well, after since the original voice of Mickey Mouse died, I mean, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They have to. Yeah. Or before, before Haley Joel Osment can age out of the out of the part. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, thankfully for him, he's done after this one. But you know, didn't Omura say that like Final Fantasy Fifteen is coming before like Kingdom Hearts Three? And that's what he said. Yeah, because Final Fantasy Fifteen is supposed to come this year. Um, but I have a feeling it'll probably be like at the beginning of 2016 or something like that. I got a feeling it'd be, be around the beginning of 2017. Oh, God. Well, I don't have to hurry up and play all the AC remixes. It'll be a while. I think she's been playing the first one, 1.5, a little. That game has not aged particularly well. Yeah. Having to go back and do all the jumping around. And... Just like combat is just... I put up with a lot of crap in my youth, apparently. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, the camera's annoying as that's, hell. Yeah, that's my problem, is just the camera. is just a big hindrance to, like... Or, I can't like, believe they didn't fix the camera. Or trying to, like, aim at a specific heartless to try to fight. It's like... Yeah, true. All bad. <laughs> Ugh. I still don't want to imagine having to go back in that game. I'm still stuck at Ansem Riku, and I had to go back and find a bunch of mega ethers. I'm, I'm just, I just hit like Aladdin's world. I'm like four hours in. <laughs> eh, not too bad. Are you playing on proud mode or? God, no, I'm just normal. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I was trying to see if I could do it on proud mode. I got pretty far, but now I'm stuck. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of want him to be done with this and see what Nomura's going to do with the rest of it, but I worry that we're going to get, you know, a zillion games on a zillion different consoles again, and it's going to be all over the place. I just hope we don't start doing the whole, oh, we're going to make one part of the story exclusive to PS4, and then another part of the story exclusive to Xbox One, and it'll wind up on the Wii U somehow, and or whatever the next Nintendo console is. They'll have a ColecoVision story somewhere. <laughs> Wouldn't be a surprise at this point. That's, that's the biggest detriment to that franchise is how splintered those games are now. Yeah, it's like, you know, you got two on DS, you got one on Vita. I mean, yeah, they put... And then two, the, two D, uh, the two DS games got the shaft with... Uh, uh, the actual remixes because they're just videos of the of the cutscenes. Yeah, you don't even get to play the games. 
you get to play the GBA game and the the beat it. Well, Birth by Sleep's pretty awesome, but still, you get to play the PSP game. So, uh, there's going to be a new Baldur's Gate, sort of. Uh, Adventure Wise says they're going to make a Baldur's Gate 1.5 uh, instead of making a Baldur's Gate 3. Um, you're going to be able to navigate the dark underground caverns and venture out into Sword Coast, apparently. It's going to use the Infinity Engine and it's going to be bridging the gap between the two enhanced editions. Are you a big Baldur's Gate fan? No, I'm a big uh, Planescape fan, which it's still an Infinity Engine game. But uh, the biggest question I'm going to have about this is, are they going to get the D&D license back? <laughs> I would imagine they've got something in the works that they're saying that it's going to be in between both games. Cause, well, because like, that new Torment game and Pillars of Exile don't have it. So I don't think, there hasn't been like a D&D game in a while, actually. Yeah, and true. I think like Neverwinter Nights two. Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, are all those like Chronicles of Mystera and all those? Well, all those are like. It's like a difference between like Dungeons and Dragons and like the D and D rule set. I think. Oh okay okay. Uh, like that was the whole reason behind like Dragon Age is like, that maps directly to like. D&D rule set because it's based on that essentially. <laughs> but they didn't oh, really? get the license for it. Wow, well I'm surprised EA didn't just find a way to buy them or something. Probably I thought mean, it wasn't worth it. I think this will actually kind of piss a lot of fans off because I don't, like it's not any of the original people working on it, I assume. It's just like some unknown, kind of relatively unknown company doing it. So, I wish them luck, but this may backfire. <laughs> you would think if they knew that they weren't going to get the license, you would just go ahead and make a three. That way you can put your own characters or your own spin on it or whatever you want. Instead of now you have to find a way to, you know, bridge the gap, as they're saying, and make it work. Well, probably this reused like a lot of assets from one and two at least, but I think if they made a Bald- like a Baldur's Gate three, that would that would even be worse. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, because the amount of, like, interest and, like, where is where is everyone from this game? Or where where is everyone who made this game? Not here right now. Where is Dr. Ray and Dr. Greg? <laughs> well, moving over to the Nintendo side of things, uh, they had a lot to say this week as well. Or, well, Miyamoto did anyway. Miyamoto promises that we're going to get Star Fox Wii U playable at E3 2015. He says. He's already promised that that's going to be out before Legend of Zelda Wii U as well. So, uh, he, he does say that apparently this is going to be a game where the second screen is important. Uh, having two screens is really important and it works really well according to him. It'll be your rear view camera. That wouldn't be bad. <laughs> but I'm assuming he means like we're going to use the gamepad for... What? 
possibly what like the map or something or the maybe like weapon selection. It'd be interesting if they actually did that in a Zelda or a Star Fox game, like different weapons. Yeah, that'd be great to be able to switch between the different guns on your ship. Or I'm hoping it's a ship-only game, but you know, no Nintendo. You don't want the Land Rover back? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see that thing ever again. <laughs> I actually didn't mind that thing. It was, kind of, it was, really, it was a really goofy level. I kind of liked it. I, I mean, I don't. I didn't mind it in the original. It was better than the sub level in Star Fox sixty four. <sighs> but you know, the they just did it too many times. The the uh, in the what, what is it? The one with the dinosaur or whatever? That's just. Yeah, it was a bit much. It's like, this does not feel like Star Fox to me at all. It feels like something else with Star there, Fox's name on it. There are only two Star Fox games to me. Star Fox and Star Fox 64. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for the Star Fox game. Star Fox is one of my favorite franchises. I just hope they don't... Fuck it up even more. Yeah, really. <laughs> Ever try a Arc Squadron on iPhone? No. It's good. I think it's on Android now also, but it's worth checking out. I'll I'll check it out then on Android. It's like it's it's Star Fox. Awesome. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm, I will love anything that is Star Fox. As long as it's not terrible. Um, speaking of the Legend of Zelda, Wii U apparently has. So many side missions, you might get lost figuring out uh, what you want to do next, uh, according to Miyamoto. So, at least, uh, you know, if it's going to be an open world game, you know you're going to have side quests. That's good, right? Wasn't that kind of Twilight Princess's problem? <laughs> yes, but... They also better. weren't promising you this expansive open world either, so you know That's maybe true. they have a better system for it. It'd be nice if a Zelda game was good again. <laughs> well, you didn't like the last Zelda games. I didn't play Skyward Sword. I think that was it. Because Twilight Princess like killed my enjoyment of Zelda entirely. <laughs> I just didn't like playing Zelda with the Wiimote. I played reason. it. On, I played it on the GameCube. Ah, okay. And I still, I, I thought, I still didn't like it. That's why I didn't go for Skyward Sword. But the Wind Waker uh, remake was good from what I got to play of it, and and I, I, I can't wait for this game. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, just uh, worried about eh, the thing with the horse. That didn't look too great to me. I hope that's not like the main way they want you to be attacking in this game. They, uh, need, to, they need to do what they did in Ocarina of Time and finally make that uh, Zelda and Star Fox crossover game. Oh, that'd be awesome. Or the Metroid Star Fox crossover game that I think Nintendo actually even like went through of announcing and then never happened. <laughs> Uh, speaking of announcements, uh, apparently uh, Nintendo has started their initiative of making uh, mobile-ish games 
with uh, their franchises. Uh, Puzzle and Dragons Super Mario Brothers Edition is coming to the 3DS. Um, it's coming to Japan first, obviously, on April 29th for 4,000 yen. It's going to have Street Pass and local multiplayer. Uh, apparently, the puzzle RPG starts with Bowser getting a hold of the power of a drop and kidnaps Princess Peach. Oh, that's something totally new. He kidnaps Princess Peach. Um, and then he, uh, you're Mario, and you're supposed to save her through doing Puzzle and Dragon puzzle battles. And then you'll meet a bunch of other Nintendo characters along the way. Or other Mario characters. So, yeah. You excited? Nope. <laughs> no. I, want a, I, want, I just want a sequel to Mario RPG. I agree with you. Damn it, Square, it's not going to happen. We just know. We might as well just keep hoping because the day that happens, uh, we'll get a Final Fantasy VII HD remake too, probably. Or a Vagrant Story too. A Vagrant Story too is not happening. I wish it would though. I, I have the dream still. Right? Uh, you know, I also wish we could get a true sequel to Chrono Trigger, but you know. That, for some reason, I have no idea why that's not happening, but, you know. It's Square. I guess Square doesn't want to make money. They don't want to make money on stuff that's not called Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, Nintendo has also officially ended distribution in Brazil because uh, they apparently have income tariffs that are too high. Uh, the import tariffs and the local business environment is terrible. And, and they would raise the price of stuff. Uh, the Wii U cost $830 in Brazil. Uh, the games also cost anywhere from 77 to $87 in Brazil. Yeah, I wouldn't want to buy a Wii U in Brazil either. That's yeah, the funny I, thing is, is there's, like, PC games are, like, super cheap. <laughs> Well, damn, I need to buy my PC games. Well, but then they'd be Portuguese, right? No. Really? In English? Yeah. Steam. A lot of Steam games is region locked when you activate it, but it detects what country you're really in, so it's all in English. Oh, okay. That's not some, a bad thing. Though. Some games are like locked to like specific regions, but not many. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay eight hundred dollars for a Wii U. <laughs> yeah, you could buy three Wii U's in America for that price. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's enough trying to justify paying three hundred dollars for a Wii U. Eight hundred and thirty. Good God. Uh, Nintendo says they're gonna try to find somebody else to deal with in Brazil, but right now they're just getting out because it's costing them too much money. Uh, Bioware may be rebooting Shadow Realms, um, which is a four versus one cooperative action RPG, kind of, sort of, like Evolve. Uh, they, uh, they only made it, originally it was supposed to be for PC, they showed off gameplay at Gamescom, and then they were supposed to have a beta and it never happened. Uh, now they might be releasing in 2017 on consoles and PC and have its own full length campaign and everything. Um, uh, and it would also kind of 
unveil in some kind of episodic TV sort of format. Were you excited at all for Shadow Realms when it was supposed to come out? Or I never even heard of it. Yeah, I mean, it's Bioware. I'm sure there's anybody... People start going crazy when it comes to Bioware and RPGs. Um, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Just what we heard with them maybe being free-to-play and supposedly wanting to use Origin and all that kind of stuff with uh, something else to kind of make it only available on, on Origin was not a good deal for me. Yeah, I don't like using Origin at all. Why the service is just bad, or I guess it's fine. I just don't like having. I don't. I don't understand why I need to have like four different like game client programs now. Like I have Steam, Origin, uh, UPlay, and I think don't like even one, get me started on UPlay. <laughs> I think like one other thing. Yes. Yeah, well. Everybody wants to have their own service, right? It's just—it's kind of dumb, but everybody could just run through Steam and Valve could get a little bit of a cut or something. But. Yeah, like I want, like I, I really wonder about uh, how the price is compared to, like, the time and investment it would take to create like a UPlay against just giving Steam a whatever thirty percent cut or whatever it would take it would cost. Yeah, I mean, I really, I, I guess EA doesn't want Valve benefiting off them or whatever, but it just, it seems unnecessary. There was an old EA game, I forget what it was called, uh, but it was like an episodic game where, like, you were talking to people on, like, messengers and you were getting, like, faxes and, like, crap like that. They need to bring that back. <laughs> Talk on Messenger? Yeah. It was like, I think like some EA Westwood game, but it was like the goofiest thing ever, but it was like, oh man, this is awesome. It's like when Oregon Trail was awesome when we were kids. Yeah. We died of cholera all the time. Thankfully, it doesn't happen that often now. Uh, Microsoft decided to pull Nintendo and make their own rules about Let's Play videos and streaming. Um, Microsoft prohibits video creators from reverse engineering or creating offensive content. Uh, You can profit off anything created um, that involves a Microsoft product unless it's ad revenue generated from YouTube or Twitch ads. Um, You cannot sell uh, or otherwise earn any compensation from your item, including through advertisements of the item. Uh, you can't charge money for the exchange of your video. You can't be part of a subscription service. Basically, you cannot make money with Microsoft stuff, except unless it's Minecraft. Uh, I guess red versus blue is done. Oh, yeah. And red versus blue. But really, I mean... I guess Microsoft just doesn't want people making money off of their stuff, but, you know, 
At least they're not trying to take them down or be like Nintendo and oh, you have to promote a Nintendo products on here or something. Just what does this say about? Does this say anything about Microsoft doing this, bad or good? Or I think they don't want their game spoiled. Yeah, and I I can kind of see that. But when they have other games that like completely bypass gameplay, it's like why gameplay is not the point, obviously. So you guys don't care either. You just want money. <laughs> I think it's just a little bit, uh, you know, preposterous for me to to like. Why should a company like you know if your game sucks, own up to it. It sucks. Just. You know, don't don't sit there and try to hide it and tell people, oh, you can't post a video showing the problems of the game or, or whatever because we don't want people to know that. It's like, I know you want people to make sales, but you want people to make sales off a game that they're not happy with, and then they can't tell other people. If that was the case, Ubisoft would be out of business. <laughs> well, Ubisoft already tried to do it with having the embargo where you couldn't have reviews of Unity for 12 hours. Yep. So, that already made him kind of shady on that one. And then at least they got buried for it with their glitches and issues. That old EA game is called Majestic, by the way. That seems to ring a bell. It was an an ARG game. Are you going to go and try to play some of those DOS games that got put in browser? Uh, maybe. Like, Oregon Trail is cool. Can't you get Oregon Trail without... You could, but it's still cool. Oregon Trail is always a cool game. I don't want to play Warcraft 1, and that's probably about one of the few things I'd want to play. (laughs) I mean, I'd probably have to, like... I, I didn't, like, check to see how many games are on there, but, like, if I could, like, play, like, Police Quest 4, that'd be cool. Probably there's like I think close to three thousand. I don't. I know it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, good on them, right, for continuing to do this kind of stuff. Make it to where you can play these old games. Well, the thing about it is, is like, no one's gonna pay for them. Right. And like, who cares at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's probably what the publisher they're gonna like. You want to play this game? You want people to be able to play this game? Like, okay, whatever. Sure. <laughs> if uh, if somebody, you know, if it gets a big old press about it, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. But, well, we'll look like good guys because we put all, we put all of these like 20-year-old games or maybe even 30-year-old games online for free. So, might as well. Like, they're just sitting in a warehouse probably somewhere. Uh, the digital warehouse, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Microsoft is going to actually do something with the Xbox One avatars. I liked... I I, just, uh, I made my avatar thing because he was a big deal on the 360. I spent money on my little avatar on the 360 because I wanted to have the clothes and whatever for my team, my sports team. Or whatnot, but apparently it's going to be like some kind of adventure, and they're going to be on a bigger stage, and so it's going to be like 
gonna be like Xbox Home now? <laughs> I I don't know what. Are they gonna bring back Game Room? I don't know, but it, I think it has something to do with Windows 10 because apparently one of the job listings includes that the avatar is supposed to work all over Windows devices or whatever the heck it is supposed to be. So, I... You'll have a virtual avatar on your computer. You'll have to feed him. It'll be like a Tamagotchi. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind having those things come back. I like the Tamagotchis back there. Or the... Well, I had the Digimon one. What if your avatar dies? Does that like mean your profile gets erased? Oh, it's like you better keep him alive, or we're gonna erase your profile and all your saves. Oh, fuck. I guess it's fine. Like I, the like the avatar system didn't really do a lot to the X. Like it did a lot to the Xbox, like sales wise, but they didn't really use them that much. Yeah, it wasn't like the, you know, Nintendo with the Mies and. Except All for that, that Fire Pro Wrestling game, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. True. Like a few, a few games did use avatars, but they didn't like. It wasn't like a standout feature, and most of those games weren't good. Yeah, it was cosmetic, basically. Yeah. You know? I mean that, that that's what they did do that better than Nintendo with the Miis, where you know you felt like you could really do something with this avatar, but when it came to in-game stuff, they weren't. Yeah, I mean. Well. You could create, like the me the, the media avatar system. There's no contest that avatars are better, but they also didn't do a lot with them. <laughs> right. Uh, Xbox or Microsoft's uh, strategy game studio uh, says that they are hard at decisive games. Says they are hard at work at one of our beloved strategy games. Uh, bringing it to the next generation of gamers. Um, Halo Wars 2. I wouldn't complain about that. Halo Wars was pretty good. Um, some people were thinking maybe Age of Empires. Uh, which, you know, Microsoft had to shut down when they, for some reason. Uh, do you have a preference, or are you... I only know Age of, Age of Empires. I can joke about Halo Wars, but... That's about it. I wouldn't be surprised with Halo Wars. Um, you know, I'm sure that Microsoft wants... You know, they, they already have their Spartan Assault second game, so having a Halo Wars second game that's different from the rest of the Halo universe probably wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, <clears throat> Microsoft is also... Uh, if you pre... If you uh, pre-purchase Evolve on the Xbox One, you get a bunch of exclusive Xbox content. Uh, for you get access to four of the hunters, and now I'm, I'm talking about you have to buy the whole game digitally before the beta starts in order to be able to not just pre-ordering. So make that clear. Don't go to GameStop and pre-order and think you're going to get a code to be able to playing the beta you're not you have to actually buy it digital in the store to get all this extra stuff you'll get there's the, the an unannounced fourth monster that'll be part of a whole expansion pack that you'll get for free um it'll actually cost you 15 dollars if you don't uh if you hit if you're not part of the pre-purchasing thing <coughs> um i mean i'm all set for evolve i want to play the game i want to play the beta um, but I mean, 
does does pre-ordering or pre-purchase, you know, when they tell you you can get this, this, and this, does that make you want to go pre-order a game or pre-purchase or or whatever? For me, it really depends on what I'm going to get. Like, if it's something cosmetic or, like, the art book, even like a digital art book or, like, the comic or soundtrack, I don't really care. But if it's something, like, worthwhile, like a new monster or... You get this item that increases your experience. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By 20% or something, then I'll probably do it. If I care about the franchise or the game itself. Right, like that's why I went and uh, pre-ordered the Typo HD because of the Final Fantasy 15 demo. But you know, if I would have bought 2K15, getting Sting would have been a reason to go pre-order. But yeah, when they tell you, like I think for Lightning Returns, I got some kind of extra dress or whatever that she could wear. I was like, yeah, I don't know about all that. I felt like it was kind of meaningless. Also, it depends if that stuff comes out later. Like, if it's just going to be DLC for... Then, I might not do it, but... Right. Uh, The composer for Rare Studios um, says that Rare is in for a huge year. Um, More Kinect stuff. (laughs) I mean, I still haven't seen Conquer in Project Spark, so... I played a little Project Spark. It was interesting. <laughs> Is it really just like a game maker? Yeah. Was I, it fun, I, I, I actually think it looks nice, and you can download other people's games, but it was fine. Like, I don't I don't like games like that, or I don't... not like. I'm just not creative in that type of form, so... And like Little Big Planet, this doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah, that's the thing with Disney Infinity is like you know at least they added a little bit more to the story stuff this time because with one, I really didn't you know they made that so basic it was just basically uh, the the set the play sets were there so that you could just do stuff with the creation part and I'm like I really don't feel like doing all this creating. Not to mention they didn't explain it to you at all, for one. The toy box? Yeah, the toy box. Yeah, I've heard they explain do that a lot better in 2, but I wouldn't know since John Vignocchi never sent him a review copy out. (laughs) Darn John. Uh, I'll make him here listen to this also, so... (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Rogue Legacy is going to come to Xbox One. Um, uh, it's a roguelike game, pretty much. Uh, except for... It, it did come to PS4, PS3, and Vita, so... I guess about time it comes to the Xbox One. It's a good game. It's a game you enjoyed it? Yeah, I beat it. Or well, as much as you can. <laughs> Speaking of more games coming to con- Zombie Army Trilogy is coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC in 2015. Uh, it's the spinoff of the Sniper Elite series. It's the Sniper Elite Nazi Zombie Army 1, 2... A new horde mode and a third new game, complete new game. Uh, it's gonna be all remastered. Um, so yeah, if you're a sniper elite fan and you never played the uh, Zombie Army Trilogy, it's kind of like the set in the same universe as Wolfenstein. It's like what if Hitler had won the war, but instead of having actual soldiers, he had zombie soldiers instead. Yeah. Have you played those? No. The only sniper games I've played are like the Sniper Elite series. Uh, are those good? Kind of. I like shooting guys from far away. I don't like like stealth the stealth crap in them. Uh, I kind of just wish it was just like a sniper like mini game. game. Yeah, that that was it. Like Silent Scope or something. Yeah. Too bad Daniel is not on here talking about this because he loves talking about when Star Citizen does something. Uh, 69 million in funding now. They just added the sex mini game now, finally. Good God. <laughs> they were supposedly trying. They're they're just finding stuff to want to put in this game still because uh, they didn't expect it to do this well. Uh, this is crazy. 69 million? Jeez. People. I really hope this game delivers when it comes out, because that will be like the biggest freaking travesty. If for some reason there's terrible problems with it when it comes out. At this point, can it? <laughs> like, I don't mean to be like negative, but can, can this game possibly make, meet people's expectations at this point? <laughs> They better hope so, or they're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Demand a refund? <laughs> yeah. Boy, I don't want to have to hear the end of that. Just That just sounds like a terrible thing waiting to happen. Uh, let's see. Well, Blizzard is going to make a new hardcover series due in November of 2015. Uh, at least volume one is that explains all the history of Warcraft, um, even previous to whatever the history of Warcraft starts at now. So, and it's going to have art from uh, the Warcraft uh, series uh, comic comic artist and everything about twenty pages of it. So um, it. I'd be kind of interested in it. I'd kind of want to see what they're going to charge for it. That's my main deal right now. Um, but it's interesting. If you always want to know about Warcraft or I guess, check it out. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for the StarCraft book. 
Rich Little said one for all of them. The Lost Vikings behind the story of Lost Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Lost Vikings is over. Where the hell have y'all been for so many years? <laughs> well, they'll make a Justice League Task Force comic. <laughs> <laughs> Death and Return of Superman. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of sad because I feel bad for this uh, developer of uh, Monument Valley. Only 5% of people who have played Monument Valley paid for it on Android. And 40% on iOS. That's terrible. Like, people well, just stealing games. What the? I mean, I, that's actually pretty surprising for iOS, but Android would expect... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they say they're not surprised, but I, I'm sure that they're not too happy about it. Just really, you expect people to want to buy your game, I guess. They expected no those people wouldn't buy the game anyway. Uh, so have you heard anything about this NVIDIA Tegra X1 chip that's supposed to apparently make mobile games, like, gonna be hella awesome, or whatever, when it comes out? They always say that, and... Not really. <laughs> like, phone games look good now, but it, like the PC or the consoles are going to always be better. And most Americans don't want to play like that intensive of, of, a, of a phone game. Yeah, they just want something real simple they can pick up and it's free and they can play for a little bit. Like threes. Right, like threes. Or 2049 or 48. Like I don't need some like blistering NVIDIA Tegra chip to play like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, you know, it's going to support DirectX 12 and OpenGL 4.5. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're aiming a little bit too high here, but you know. Uh, speaking of aiming high, Razer wants to bring their own Android-based gaming device to your TV. Uh, it's like the Ouya all over again. Uh, they want to be able for you to play Android games, Google Play, and apps such as YouTube, Hulu, Crackle, and a few others. Um, it's going to support Xbox 360 and PS4 controllers. Uh, there's also... Their, they'll have their own controllers called Serval controllers. Um... It has a Qualcomm Snapdragon processor, 2 gigs of RAM, it has a wireless Ethernet and an Ethernet port, 16 gigs of storage space that cannot be expanded upon. Uh, you can get a mobile phone clip for it for $80, or you can get a turret, whatever that's supposed to be, uh, for $130. Uh, the thing itself, I think, is $100. That'll and be a real you know, nice thing to play to play XBMC on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this this can only be better than the Ouya, right? Nothing's better than the Ouya. <laughs> I mean, but why do this? Why, why feel the need to, like, make an Android gaming device for your TV? Don't you already have that with your phone and your tablet? And well, nothing, nothing is better than when you take like a 
800 by 600 game and blow it up to a 40 inch TV. <laughs> it's gonna look. Th- yeah, I can only imagine how bad this can look. But you know, I think the more interesting thing is the uh, apparently the Razer Cortex. Um, it's a it's a PC launching program that's going to allow you to play uh, stream PC games regardless of your GPU hardware. So I think that's a little bit more uh, something people might actually use as opposed to the Razer. But I guess people can keep trying to try to make all these Android things that work on your TV. Don't worry, the PS5 will just have Android on it. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait for that. Uh, Are you excited for Game of Thrones coming back? Nope. Never watched it. You don't watch Game of Thrones? Oh, come on. Do you watch Mad Men? Nope. Nope. Lord. I watched Doctor Who. Well, yes, of course, Doctor Who. You know that apparently that was the highest rated season of Doctor Who ever? Yeah. For the U.S.? Makes sense. Average about 2 million viewers an episode, apparently. Nick Frost equals ratings. Damn right. And apparently older Doctor equals ratings, so everybody was worried about losing viewers when Matt Smith went away. Apparently not. Peter Capaldi is the best sex symbol there is, so... Um, Netflix has said that basically the Marvel TV series are going to debut a year apart from each other. So Daredevil comes out April 10th, and then pretty much Jessica Jones is not going to come out until sometime in 2016, even though they said this is going to come out in 2015. Do you think this is smart for them to make it come out such a length of time away from each other? Probably not. But the, pro- the thing with Netflix is... is- they're not beholden, like, they don't have a schedule for TV. They just release all their episodes at once. <laughs> so, that's probably why they're doing it. Yeah, probably, but he says also that apparently he doesn't want people to feel constricted to a certain time constraint, so... There's no rush on these things. They just want it to be good, which... That's a strategy that could really work. Did you watch uh, Agent Carter? Yeah. Like that was good. I haven't watched the the first uh, episode yet, but I've been meaning to. Okay. Well, the first two episodes? Yeah, is it really good? Yeah. Awesome. Way better than Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have like a, 20, like a 13 or 24 season or episode long season of Agent Carter than... Damn. Like this... They should just time travel uh, Coulson into Agent Carter and be done with it. What do you What do you not like about Agent Shield? Uh, Sky. Oh, just Sky. Uh, the uh, science pair were kind of annoying. They got better, but nah. okay. Sky's bad. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Smite open betas are ongoing. Or the the open beta signups are ongoing. They're still trying to figure out how they can make it to where if you bought the game on PC, you can carry over your data to the Xbox One. Uh, they're trying to work with Microsoft on that, but no total details on it. Uh, 
my the the footage that I saw from the Xbox One looked good. It's not doesn't seem like a typical MOBA. It felt more like an action RPG gameplay with MOBA aesthetics. Um, have you seen anything about Smite? Or I just saw a few clips. It looked good, or it looked fine, but I'm not big into MOBAs at all. That's my... I only yeah. like one, but no one else did. It's just so complicated to get into them most of the time. Just... I feel like I learned nothing when I watch people play these things. I'm like, what are they doing? What? Uh, just lost in the void watching people play these bobas. Yeah. Um, Fox has moved around their some of their movies. Assassin's Creed, the movie, is still happening. Um, as long as it doesn't fail like Unity, I guess they'll be alright. Uh, that comes out December 21st, 2016 now. Uh, the Fantastic Four movie comes out June second, two thousand seventeen, and the Gambit movie October seventh, two thousand sixteen. So, you think the Assassin Creed movie has a chance? Uh, I think it depends on what story they want to tell. Because I think I read a thing about how Fassbender uh, doesn't want to be Desmond; he wants to like be the, the past character, which is, I think, good. But it depends if they want to tell, like, the Altair or Ezio or just create a new character, whole cloth. It would probably be something where they create a new character so they could have a game that comes with it. But, you know. Or if they even, like, bother tying in all the future crap or the present day crap. Right. Or it'd be be interesting if they just had, like, a two-hour past epic. And then at the end, like, someone pops out of the Animus. And that's how it ends. I don't think I'd be too happy with this. That's how Assassin's Creed 1 ended. Uh, that's why Assassin's Creed 1 wasn't that great. But you know, it is. I mean, at least they learned from it. Well, the FCC is seemingly bending on the whole net neutrality thing. Uh, They may even upgrade their ruling that they seem to be set on a few weeks ago from the 4 megabyte download and 1 megabyte upload to the 25 megabyte download and 3 megabyte upload. Uh, That's a drastic change there. Um, But... I think that's really good for rural America to be getting that much download and upload speed. Uh, of course, the ISPs are going to fight about it, but you know, that's just because you want to be able to charge people for getting that much speed. But uh, and and uh, apparently they're in favor of net neutrality. Uh, they're going to try to put it under Title Two so that they uh, the ISPs can't throttle it or block it. Or uh, give anybody kind of priority access. Do you think uh, the fears that we had of net neutrality no longer being around can be kind of put away now? Or well, not until like it becomes like a rule, but it should be anyway. Like once that happens, then it'll be fine. But until then, there's always that fear that Comcast could just like screw me over or screw anyone over. <laughs> Yeah, I worry about that too. But I think the fact that the government 
seems to be uh, along for the ride as far as helping the consumers and the Americans. I think there's a little bit less to worry about before when they first announced it. It seemed that they were going to really try to work with the ASPs and try to come up with a compromise and it was probably going to wind up favoring them because of all the political money that I'm sure that they give the campaigns and whatnot. But that's good to know that they stuck to the guns there on that. Yeah. I think uh, that pretty much is everything. I mean, Samsung did show off an 8K freaking TV. Did you see that Mad Cat's Lynx controller? No. It's like they're, it's a $300 transforming controller. It's the ugliest thing in the world. What does it transform to? Like, you can, like, mold it to different shapes. Or, like, you can attach, like, a chat pad to it. Or it can be, like, a Android controller, I think. What would you need that for? Well, need isn't something they thought of. <laughs> okay. So, well, I guess when that's all you do, Mad Cats, make controllers a perfumes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, apparently the big deal is apparently 4K TVs are going to get cheaper now that they're already making 8K TVs. Uh, I'm not getting a 4K TV anytime in the near, I don't know when, so... I, I can't like imagine... It. What that is useful for for most people? Do what? I don't know. Like, who would buy? Like, what normal person would buy that type of TV? Like, what use does it serve? Yeah, because you're not going to be able to take advantage of it. There's really nothing right now that's going to be in 4K. Apparently, Netflix is going to have a 4K version or whatever. But I mean, it's just it's going to be a long while before it's going to be just like when you know Plasmas first came out. It took forever for us to finally adapt to that being the way it is. And then, you know, they had the 3D TVs that did not go over well. And now they're trying to make the uh, no-wearing-glasses 3D, try to make that a thing. And uh, I still don't know if that's going to work, but... I guess, the, you know, each their own, they want to just have the newest thing that comes out. Go pay all your big money for that. Pretty much. See it never come to fruition. Uh, apparently, a big deal was made about VR too. That you know they they're already making more steps into the VR deal. So I wouldn't mind a VR helmet just to watch movies on. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I miss Robert. We need him in here to talk about the Virtual Boy or something. Oh, I can spit Mad Yang about the Virtual Boy if you need it. No. Uh, Virtual Boy gave me so many bad headaches. But yeah, uh, I think that does it for this week. Um, Did you hear that uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia is coming to PC? Yes. Uh, I might check it out if it's on sale. I think I will because I, I was pretty interested in those games, and they're pretty expensive for PS3 still. Yeah, that's because they don't have that many in quantity, and they're they're rare at this point. Yeah. So, uh, I think there was two other games though that they were. It was uh, 
Fairy Fencer F. That was a really good game. I liked it on PS3. And uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia 2, the first and second one. Oh, okay. Which is basically like fan service the game, but... Maybe they'll add him like a Steam character. <laughs> That's... Well, I'll be interested in playing that at least. Yeah. Hopefully it goes on some kind of sale when it comes out or something. Oh, well, I'm tired. I got to work in the morning. You want to get to your plugs? Uh, the 8th will be up Monday. It'll be top 8 disappointing bits of 2014. <laughs> uh, and I may have a Resident Evil review whenever I finish it. It's hard. It's hard? Yeah. It's hard goddamn, to remember it. Goddamn Crimson Head Zombies. <laughs> Damn Crimson Head Zombies. Uh, uh, let me, uh, Daniel, I think, we didn't even have a games factor fiction this week, I think. <laughs> um, Jeremy probably just decided he was too busy and couldn't do it. Um, I don't know if we're going to have one next week or not. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, the game's top five just got posted. I hope. It got posted. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Some these people, uh, the way they decide to do things sometimes, they might have waited till the... Monday or something. Let me see. But doesn't look like it to me. <laughs> yeah, it says pending. Looks like nobody messed with it. Okay, that's weird. I guess I'll see if I can remind them to do it on Monday. I don't. After I spent like an hour getting it all together today, that sucks. Um, <sighs> I gotta let fall on sometimes. It is the weekend though. They don't. They don't usually expect columns to come. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the GameStop 5 is top 5 more best games in 2014. Uh, Daniel and I decided to do 5 games that were on our list that didn't make the the actual top 10. Uh, that's there too. The year-end awards, our top 10 games in 2014 is still there if you want to go read up on that. Um, maybe next week we'll talk about the list or whatever. Um, and uh, four-player co-op I didn't have this week because I was doing the awards. That'll be there next week on Wednesday, like normal. And uh, I should have review of Funga Titans up any sometime this week. So, yep. Uh, and I, of course, rest into the Max Podcast. We'll be there on Wednesday morning for you. Um, reviewing that first TNA episode on Destination America, which is officially, like, not apparently an official episode. It's, like, considered a sneak peek or something of Impact. I don't know how you do that, but I guess Dixie Carter deems that that's, that's a sneak peek of Impact. A sneak peek of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was... I thought it was actually pretty decent. But, yeah. The Jeff Hardy spot was good. That was about oh, it. Oh, God. Poor Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Whew. Poor Jeff Hardy. 
Lucha Underground is back. We'll have that. Of course, NXT as well, Raw, and whatever else is going on. Uh, and, of course, we had Football to Football last night where we talked about the wild card games and previewed the divisional games. Um, so we should be back again on Friday for that as well. And uh, Robert, check out his uh, Middle Hammer of Doom podcast. They did a typo negative retrospective. Um, they also, uh, of course, Robert does that Sentai Rider podcast that he loves so much. Make sure you check that out as well if you like anime or Japanese children shows or whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I think that does it for the plugs. Uh, everybody, enjoy your games. Uh, have a good week, and we will see you back here on Saturday uh, night. If you're not listening live or on that speaker page, we are available on Stitcher iTunes and TuneIn Radio on the Cooperative Multiplayer Live app. So, it's there. If you want to listen, um, until next week, see you guys later. Later. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.